you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We consider it a great honor to take this broadcast and go across your airwaves and enter into your homes, your cars, your headphones, and certainly uh, you guys are all over the place listening to that, and we're really thankful for that. As a matter of fact, last week, I think there were 13 countries, Kevin, 13 countries, people were out there in Appaletics, and I, that doesn't even talk about the Android people, uh, 13 countries people were out there listening to. So do you know any other languages to say good morning? Guten Morgen. Um, there you go. That's about where I'm at, brother. <laughs> what are you thinking? Yeah, bonjour. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, uh, good day in, in French. I, I had two years of French, and uh, that's about it right there, man. I know our, our our feet are stained. I think that's the people that squash grapes, but um, I don't know any other languages. Oh, no. I got the Australia thing. Good day, mate. So, hey, it, that's kind of like a different language, isn't it? I, I remember this lady was so strong. She had this Welch accent, and we were staying in a hotel in London years ago. Kids were small, and this lady had a very, very strong Welch accent there at the hotel in London. And, and boy, it was so hard to talk to her that I remember I said to her, and she'll the guy, bitte, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and I, I started talking to her, asking her, you know, if she's sprechen sie Deutsch. And she's like, yeah, because, you know, it's one of the languages in Britain that they learn is, uh, oh. is, is Deutsch because you have such a big clientele. So they learn uh, German, they learn French, and uh, to, to serve the clientele, they're at the hotels and stuff like that. Some, some, some are really strong with their English accent. So anyway, folks, we've been cruising right along, and we've been looking at all things narcissistic. And so today, we're, we're going to step, we're, we're just hopping into the Bible a little bit. We're going to recount stories, things of that nature, next time when we come back to you. So we're hitting this, uh, uh, we're going through narcissism. Then we got a great week where we have a guest. You guys will remember Pastor Stephen Huffman, the outreach pastor of Morningside Baptist Church, stops by every few months, and he said to us, a few months ago, you know what? I want to come back and talk about marriage. So we let him. Three months later, he's coming back and he's going to be with us next week. And you don't want to miss his take on marriage and or the Bible's take on marriage, the things he's been through. Him and his wife lost the child and some of the things that God has done in their life. Raised as a pastor's kid, uh, very very godly, very wonderful man. You don't want to mix next week. He talks. It starts off talking about dating, what a dating relationship should look like, what a godly relationship should look like, how the parents should be involved those types of things. And I'll tell you folks, I wish, I wish I would have what Pastor Stephen Huffman did uh, this next week and what you'll be able to hear. I wish I would have had that as a parent uh, going through life. Just so wonderful to hear his wisdom and things of that nature. So we find ourselves in 2 Timothy 3, and I've named this broadcast having a form of godliness. And we remember in 2 Timothy 3, we're really going to look at like five verses. And and then Kevin and I will jump back and forth, and certainly God will bring some other verses back to our mind. But this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And boy, that's a, boy, if, if we've ever been in perilous times, it's right now. For men shall be lovers of their own self, covetousness, covetous, 
boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minders, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. This is admonition here, Kevin, where God is saying it's given us the definition of a narcissist, a definition of that arrogance, haughty mind that thinks they can get away with these things and they won't be held accountable by anybody and we all should be their servants. And God's reminding us this is a form of godliness, but they're denying my power, they're denying my reality, they're denying uh, what I give to everybody, Kevin, what are you thinking? Yeah. You know, if you, if you could just come up with a way, if an individual can, can be self-empowered by looking the part, you know, it's, it's kind of like stolen valor in the military. Well, I'm just going to, you know, put on the uniform and talk military talk and, you know, have some campaign ribbons and, you know, some lettuce on the chest. And so I'm going to be able to be, respected as if I was a real thing. Well, put that over into religion, having a form of godliness, but then denying the power thereof. And I take that to mean denying the power of, of godliness. So the power of, of, of holy living and the power of humility and the power of, of, of being able to be transparent and, and someone that loves the truth. So uh, speak of the truth in their heart. So they just don't have things in their heart. And it's just a form. It's outward. It's, it's just a picture. And, and so Judas was, was someone just like that. The Pharisees were an ent- entire sect of people who in their day resented that Jesus was the real Messiah. And they, they literally missed God, because they were protecting the form, they were protecting the outward, um, you know, the the party, and then and it's the power of that, the power of the party, and then they were protecting the power of their um, uh, of their established traditions, you know, the things that they just felt like, you know, these are the 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 platform of of what a a a Jew ought to stand for. And so we've so codified, I've heard it called that a narcissist codifies, um, godliness down to, you know, just several things that they need to do. And we're not talking about heart things, you know, love, love God and love people. We're talking about, they, they boil it down to, if you, you know, don't, you know, the Jews, they yeah. don't walk away, don't walk, uh, you know, more than this far from, uh, from your house. So you take part of your house with you and, uh, you know, you just keep dropping pieces of your house, like breadcrumbs and you just get farther from the house. And so it breeds this outward compliance, but man, that is narcissistic. If you are teaching and literally believing that, and then insisting, and Jesus said, um, it's it, it, woe to you. You scribes you, and Pharisees. I remember that brother hypocrites. Yeah. 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 Brother. Yeah. If you, if you teach other, if you don't enter in and then you keep people from entering in, 
to salvation or to a spirit-filled relationship, a humble relationship with Jesus Christ, you resent, you so resent people that have the real thing because it interferes with your form. Now, again, we ought to have right and wrong rules and guidelines in our lives, but that's not the, the, the body, the flesh, the meat of it is, you know, the law versus the spirit. Uh, and we, we're, we're, we're to, to, uh, we're to live on the power of the Spirit, who then will fulfill the righteousness of Jesus through us. Yeah, praise God. That's exactly right. And 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 you know that verse. I'm trying to pull it up here. I know it's in Matthew, but that woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. I remember that. I remember we had a play like that at my son's Christian school, and it compared to being like these, being in tombs, death. And remember, the Bible says, let the dead bury the dead. You know, God's not about that. We serve a living, loving, wonderful God that's alive in my heart, that's alive in your heart, that the Holy Spirit of God, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit of God indwelleth within us. And, uh, and dear friends, uh, I mean, just what Kevin's saying, you know, these Pharisees, I mean, pharisaical is the worst name that anybody can ever give you, but that's exactly what a narcissist is. It's somebody, well, you better match what I believe to be true. You know, I'm either the king or I'm the under king, and you need to get in line and be just like me. You need to be that. You know, God doesn't make people to be replacements. I think the most important thing that any of us can get out of this day with a, having a form of godliness and, and stuff like that is God doesn't make replacements. We're all completely different, and I'm so glad about that. I'm glad that every one of my friends is different. I call friends of mine up and they don't say, Doug, you're right. You're absolutely so brilliant. You alone are worthy to hear these ideas. No, I call my friends up and say, what are you nuts? And uh, I, I remember I called a friend of mine up and I had two or three friends of mine that saying, Doug, you know, you're leaving this ministry where it's narcissists at. Just be an evangelist to military churches. You'll be busy year round every day, every this. And I said, you know, God has called me to reach out to people with PTSD. Now I called uh, five of my closest friends, five people who I love and care, five people. You could show them a picture uh, of me stabbing somebody and then say, you're lying. That's Photoshopped. I mean, I called those five people and I said, Hey, you know, I'm thinking of starting this ministry to people with PTSD. I want you to know that all five of them had the same answer. You're crazy. You're nuts. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, it's got to be God because this isn't something you'll think about by yourself. Mm. Doug, you could be an evangelist and be busy every day for the rest of your life. Mm. But you know what, folks? We're not replacements. We're all different. So hold that thought. We'll be right back with you. Hang with us. It's so awesome that you guys take the time to listen to us. I mean that. will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. God doesn't make replacements. Every single one of us is a little different. Everybody who's ever been a parent, Kevin, you've been there, said, how in the world can my wife and I make people who are so completely different from one another? You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, yeah. We have, uh, 
yeah, we're fearfully and wonderfully individually made. Uh, <clears throat> you know, when when uh, Jesus walked on earth, his uh, his biggest problems he had were with people with ha- that had a form of godliness, and he never <clears throat> he never overthrew the law. What he did is he magnified it. Uh, but boy, they sure hated him because they were so, I'm going to use that word codified again. I like it. I heard someone use it. They were so codified. They had boiled everything down to where it revolved around them. The problem is not, it says in Romans chapter seven, that the law is good. The problem is not in the law. The, the problem is we can't keep the law. So God brings in the Holy Spirit and it doesn't overthrow the law, but it causes a change in us that that makes us want, you know, like David, David, <clears throat> who didn't even have the indwelling of the spirit said, oh, how love I thy law is. It is my meditation all the day. So we have a great, we have a change of want to. And, and so a narcissist can't handle that setup. That that arrangement is not going to work for them where each person can can be encouraged simply to have a right relationship with God and encourage where it, where where their their um their worth is literally found in Christ and they have space to grow in that institution. So we're talking about churches in your situation. So are, are you in a church where you are encouraged to draw close to Jesus or are you in a church where you are ex- expected to, you know, pick up something and do it? And I'm not talking about where you're hearing preaching that says, you know, a Christian ought to do things or you, you ought to be involved. In, but, but we're talking about where the general spirit, the tenor of the, the tenor of the leader, the tenor, and, and by the way, you can always tell if the leader's toxic if he surrounds himself with yes men. So if you're in that situation where there's a guy and his tenor has caused the tenor of the peace, or not surrounding himself with people that are stronger than him in other points, he's he's got this less than level playing field where he's, you know, you're the turtle on top of the stack, you know, like the Dr. Seuss book, and he's up there saying, I'm the man of God. And don't you forget that I was in a church down in Florida years ago in uh, Live Oak, Florida. And, and uh, I'm talking about back in 93 and, and a brother came up to me and said, boy, the guy, we have a good pastor. Now the guy that was here before him, he'd stand up on the pew and that redhead would just scream, I am your pastor. And I just thought, boy, you know what? Uh, and I didn't even know anything about narcissistic abuse at the time. I just thought, what would make a guy do that? You know, is he just mad? Is he just getting in the flesh? Not that just getting in the flesh is a small thing, but um, I can't help thinking that maybe that guy, I don't even know his name. Maybe that guy actually is cause, uh, you know, that maybe he probably doesn't have the ability to look empathetically at other people. It has to be, I am arranging, okay, because I've got this form of godliness, and he may be saved. I am arranging this church around my form of of, of me, and as as it becomes formed around me, I'm talking about by force, uh, by hook or crook, and we're going to drive out the people that 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 you know don't don't see it the way I see it. That that narcissistic attitude, brother, is has messed up a lot of people, don't you think? Oh man, I'm one of them. And uh I stand among them to be counted. 
And, and you know what, folks, there's, there's an expression. Um, I mean, Kevin kind of hit it and we hear it all the time. I, I, I am the king. I am the president. I am the pastor. I am the Baptist warlord. I am the Christian warlord. I alone hold this position. Folks, uh, you can't operate there. We're not replacements. We're not 1984 soldiers all wearing the exact same thing, saying the exact same thing, shaking our head the same way. No, we're Bereans. Man, I go to a church where the word of God is opened up, and and I'm telling you, it's preached. I haven't had this type of preaching in my life. How about Pastor Dave Morose? Praise God for Pastor Dave Morose over in Germany. Every week would dig into the word of God, have great examples. But you would have to go back to him, and before that I had a pastor up in Alexandria. But every single week the word of God is opened. And when the word of God is opened, I mean, it is explained fully. It's so it's for our edification. You know what? Because God gives us these fearfully and wonderfully made people. He gives us what we need. And he uses this shepherd, you know, this under shepherd to stand in front of us. And those people who are balanced and love us, they're going to give you the full load. They're going to give you everything they know. They're going to study. They're not going to say, because I said so. No. They're going to proclaim the holy oracles of God. They're going to proclaim the word of God that people have died for. They're going to proclaim the word of God that was uh, every single word was inspired uh, by our God. They're going to proclaim that every weekend. And, man, that's life-changing, Kevin. You know, it's life-changing uh, when we're in that environment. Yeah, you know, the the inverse of that is there are people that instead of wanting to you know, change lives by the sound preaching, you know, the reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine in season and out of season, they surround themselves with like this chaos and they are the heroes. So, you know, wherever they go, uh, you know, (laughs) they, they want to look like the, the world's falling apart around them. And these are the people that they always preach what's wrong with the world. They always preach, you know, talking about pastors, obviously, but, but they, you know, the, the, the topic is going to be, you know, the chaos and, and then they, they love being in the, even in the church, you know, wow. I, you know, I'm a, if say they are a youth director. And so the youth director, the, the youth group is always kind of this, this chaos, but yet, they always, you know, for instance, the pastor that's preached on how rotten the world is by the end, he says, Hey, but man, just keep coming and listening to me. And then not in those so many words, but that it's brought down to they're the hero. And, and I'm not saying preaching end times is a sign of narcissism. Right. And in fact, your text for this episode was in the last days, perilous times shall come. And there's a lot in the scriptures. In fact, as the Bible comes to a close in those final second, Peter, Jude, first John, second John, third John, and certainly revelation is talking about how rotten it is getting it's groaning. But, um, we're talking about people that just surround themselves with chaos. They, they, they shape, they, they shape the world around them so that they can step in as, as the guy who seems to know what he's doing and people begin addict. They begin to get addicted to it. That's brother. That's scary. 
Yeah, and, and there is something inside of us changes. I Our identity changes from a, a, a soul person with liberty that God Almighty has saved and changed and is doing a work on your life to an identity of falling under a dictatorial spirit, as Kevin so aptly put, or being under that Christian warlord. Uh, it's so great when we just preach the full counsel of God, and we were allowed to take that and uh, and let it bless our life and touch us and and when god's men preach god's word and make the whole thing about god life's change and you know what happens to us we change you know all of a sudden we're a little different every day god's doing a work on us. he doesn't leave us where we're at folks that's not our god he doesn't have people telling us about how great they are that as kevin has said are the hero of every one of their stories are the example of every one of their sermons no God doesn't leave us there. He, he's, he's like, no, we don't deal with that. You know, God's the hero of every sermon. God's the hero of every story. God changes life, and he'll change yours. We love you, folks. If we can do anything to help you, make sure you get a hold of us. And I know in the closing here, they're going to give you an address on how to do that. But again, you're great. With that smile that only God can give you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.